Welcome. Welcome back to the conclusion of the matter, the podcast that talks about Bible things with Ren Ferguson, Robbie Santiago, who has joined us now finally after, what did you call it last time, Robbie? Uh, a list of unfortunate, unfortunate events or something circumstances. Of, something yeah. like series of unfortunate, of unfortunate events. events. There we go. It really and, has been. <laughs> and myself, Ryan Weaver, um, Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 13 and 14, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. And today we're going to talk about heaven, and I'll let uh, Ren introduce it and why we're doing it today. Uh, Yeah, well, we're talking about heaven, and uh, the reason why is because uh, one of the members here at the Collinsville Troy Church of Christ uh, shot Ryan and I a text, I guess it was last week, which as this is releasing would have been a few weeks ago, uh, asking us to do a lesson on this particular topic, addressing a few uh, specific questions that they had, and so we are happy to do that, happy to look at this. This is one of those topics it's honestly, in my opinion, it's one of the most difficult topics to study, one of the most difficult topics to teach about or do anything about, just simply because there's so much that we don't really know. Yeah. I, and there's so many different opinions on what's going to happen as far as what heaven's going to be like, the order of events of what's going to happen after we die, things of that nature. Uh and because of that, I think it's just a, a good idea, and this is a good illustration of maybe some things that we don't always have to agree on every single aspect of this in order to be in fellowship with one mm-hmm. another just because there is so much that we don't know. And if you asked, I mean, I'm sure every every person has somewhat of a different view or understanding of what heaven is going to be like just because of the lack of information that we have about what it really is going to be like, and the even as we'll look at in Scripture, almost the impossibility of describing what it's going to be like. And so there are some slight variations of, of things, and, and so long as it does not contradict the doctrines of God's law, then we, I think it is best to allow some patience and understanding with those differences and not drawing lines where lines don't need to be drawn. But with that in mind, there are some things that we know for certain. Um, And just the way that I have it here addressing some of those questions that I have, the, the first one that I have down from the person who requested it is who? Who's going to to be in heaven? Um because the sad reality is not everyone is going going to be able to make it. Um, in Matthew chapter 7, I think we referenced this in our, our last episode, but in Matthew chapter 7, as Christ is teaching that Sermon on the Mount, he says, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide that, and the way easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter it, who enter by it rather are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. The sad reality is that not everyone is going to make it to heaven. Those that do not follow that straight and narrow way, as he says, are on that path that leads to destruction. Uh, And even later in that chapter, 
um, believe in verse 24, somewhere around there, uh, it says that not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter right. the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father. Yeah, exactly. Um, so who's going to be in heaven? Well, number one, God, right? Yeah. I mean, that's his... Um, well, he's omnipresent, which means everywhere. He, you can't con- contain mm-hmm. him anywhere. It's considered his dwelling place, right? right. Um, so he he's there. We know Christ is there right now. Um, he ascended there in Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter, what is that, 7, when Stephen was stoned. He right, saw right. Yeah. Christ sitting at, yeah. at the right hand of God. Um, so those two, there's angelic beings. We mm-hmm. know that. I think probably you had some verses on angelic beings you might get to in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then as we talked about, the saved. Right. And yeah. I think that might cover it. God, yeah. Jesus, well, the Spirit, the Spirit as well. Yeah. Um, Which, that, that's God. It, exactly. Yeah. So you'll have the whole... We could, I mean, the, God includes all three of them. Yeah, so. the whole... The God, but the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. The Spirit, yeah. and then angelic beings, and then... Those that are saved. Those that are saved, whether that whether that be the obviously the Christian dispensation or the patriarchal or mosaic, right? All of those, whichever law they lived under, all of those that uh, were faithful and obedient to God while they are here on this earth. Um, Paul Paul makes reference of that in First Thessalonians chapter four, uh, that when Christ returns, those that have gone on before will return with him. And he, of course, was writing that to give those in Thessalonica some comfort uh, in regard to some Christians that had passed away. And he was saying that they were not like people in the world who had no hope. They had that hope that they were going to see their loved ones, that they were going to see their brethren again in heaven. So, right, uh, we have the Godhead, we have the angelic beings, and we have all of those that, of course, lived a faithful life. And, and serve God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we're going to have a lot of passages in Revelation chapter 21. Yeah. I mean, because mm-hmm. that's probably the one that speaks yeah. the most right. about maybe what it, what it's, what it in our mind, like, yeah, yeah, in our mind maybe was written that maybe we could possibly understand right. it. But I think, right. as you said earlier, it's beyond what we could really right. comprehend. Yeah. Um, and in verse um, 27... It states, but nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, well, what does that mean? Well, Revelation chapter 3 and verse 5, Jesus states, the one who conquers will be clothed thus in white garments, and I will never blot his name out of the book of life. I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Well, what does that mean? Those that have conquered what? To the end, yeah. which you, right. you know, Revelation 2.10, you talked right. about in one of our pr- previous ones, Robbie, is you live faithfully mm-hmm. until death yeah. and... You get a crown of life. Exactly. Right. So those that are in the book of life, again, those that are saved, it says right there, they're the ones that are going to enter it. Right. There's a passage, um, I'm trying to find it, where it talks about, oh, yeah, it's well, it's Revelation 20 and verse 12. Um, this, it's a depiction of the judgment day. I'll back up to verse 11. Uh, John says, Then I saw a great white throne, and him who was seated on it from his presence, earth and sky fled away, and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and the books were opened. Then another book was opened, which is the book of life. 
and the the dead were judged by was what was written in the books according to what they had done. He references books, and I've done a lesson on, I guess, three books of of the Bible, and in essence, what it what I think he's talking about here is first of all the book of the law, God's word, mm-hmm. the book of our deeds, because everything is recorded, everything. God knows what we have done, and then, of course, the book of life. And when we stand before him, if we have kept the book of the law, if we've done what he has commanded us to do and our names are in the book of life, and that book of deans that records what we have done does not condemn us, then we'll have that entrance into heaven. Right. I think even the flip side of that is true. Um, one of you guys had brought up uh, in Thessalonians. I'm going to look at Second Thessalonians chapter 1. But in verse 8, it says, Dealing out retribution to those who do not know God and to those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, these will pay the penalty of eternal destruction. And I think like the flip side of that is is also true that those who do obey the gospel and those uh, who do remain faithful to God, the eternal life is going to be the result there right. of heaven. Yeah, and, I, and I, I, you said Thessalonians, and I didn't have it marked, but one of those books Paul mentions towards the end, I think it was one of the Thessalonian letters where he was listing fellow workers, he mentions whose names are in the book of life, right. which yeah. um, goes um, on to show that, you know, we as Christians, if we live faithfully and do what our name will be in the book of life. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, Philippians 4. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wrong letter. Because I, I had thought about that while you were talking, and I had to look it up. Uh Philippians 4, and I think verse 3, is that where I saw it? Um, yeah, uh, Philippians 4 and verse 3. Yes, yeah. I ask you also, true companion, help those women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of right. life. Yep. Yeah. Right. And, and remember what, what Jesus said there. He said, if... Um, they conquer, I will never blot their name out. So once you've conquered, and it mm-hmm. kind of goes back to our previous one, right? once saved, always saved, or it's once saved, always saved is not real, but um, yeah. he, you can be blotted out right. if you're not living you know, faithfully. Right. So yeah. something to keep in mind. Right. Uh, so as we're talking about heaven, thinking about heaven, we're noticing who's going to be in heaven, which that is, when we look at scriptures, that's very clear, very easy uh, to understand. But I guess going on to a more difficult and abstract question, what is heaven going to be like? I'll let Robbie take that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's one of those things like you talked about at the beginning of this, that there's there's things that we know, but there's a whole lot of right. things that we don't know. And I think part of it is because Revelation, there's so much figurative language in there mm-hmm. uh, throughout the Bible, but particularly in Revelation, I think sometimes we have a hard time of differentiating what is what is it truly going to be like because we don't understand like what is figurative and, right. and what is literal in the sense. Obviously, we've talked about that it's the dwelling place of God. Um, and that it's the dwelling place of angels, and it's for those who remain righteous. Um, but on the flip side of that, there's a whole lot that that we don't know about heaven, um, and I think that's that's where a lot right. of the discrepancy is in yeah. having these conversations. Yeah. Is you know what is it actually going to be like versus what do I think it's going right. to be like? Right. And the, oh, I was going to say the one thing that that has always I don't. I want to say bog, boggles my mind, but we are very 
time oriented. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's, I said, I can be there at five, 5 PM to record this session. Right. Mm-hmm. And you guys know what that means. Right. Um, but in Matthew chapter 25, where Jesus kind of in 31 through the end of the chapter, he's talking about the judgment day. Right. And he's talking mm-hmm. about separation mm-hmm. between the sheep and the goats, the people that have lived a certain way, he's going to separate them like sheep and goats. Mm-hmm. Right. And in verse 34, he says, the king will say to those on the right, come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Tells us one thing about heaven. It was prepared beforehand, yeah. right? right. Mm-hmm. And in, if you drop all the way down to um, verse 46, he changes it. He just finished right before... Um, Let's just read verse 45. This is the the bad people, I'll call them. Truly, uh, then he will answer them saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these, those that did not do what they're supposed to, will go away into eternal punishment. And then he goes on to say, But the righteous, those in verse 34, into eternal life. So it's it's forever. And that Mm -hmm. concept to me is like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't end. It, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't end. It doesn't and it's like it's mind boggling. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's what heaven is. It's right. forever, uh, and likewise, Robbie pointed out the the inverse is forever too for those right. that go the the wrong way. Yeah, and you saying that going back to what I mentioned a moment ago in First Thessalonians four, towards the end of that section, whenever he talks about when we're caught up in the clouds with them, he says, "And we will always be with the Lord." Always. It's that same idea of the eternality of of heaven and mm-hmm. how I, like you said that's just a concept that i don't think our minds will be right. able to grasp yeah and and you saying that always be once once we reach that um you know hebrews chapter 9 verse 27 first pointed for man to he die once to die and then after this the judgment yeah. yeah so once once you've left this earth or once christ comes back if he happens to come back while we're still alive mm-hmm. You can't change it, right? And I was right. telling you that book I was looking at, the one sermon was called, um, I believe in um, once, once saved, saved, always saved, saved in the afterlife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, to your point, um, heaven will be, once you're there, mm-hmm. you're there. Right. So, Well, the other side of that, too, is hell. Mm-hmm. Once you're there, you're, you're there, there. And there's no escape, I think. I can't remember the exact verse reference off the top of my head, but whenever Christ is describing hell in mm. one passage, he talks about uh, where the fire is not quenched and the worm dieth not. Right. Yep. Where it's that idea of it never ending. Mm-hmm. Just as, as heaven is never ending, hell is likewise never ending either. And that again, it's just that's one of those concepts that it's just so hard for our minds to wrap around because everything, everything in our lives has a beginning and end. No matter what it is, even if it's the worst thing that you have ever experienced in your life, it has a beginning an end. and yeah. an end. Right. It it's just hard for us to understand the concept of eternity and being with God forever. Mm-hmm. And I think it's even interesting. I think that's why so many people don't believe in God in the first place is because they don't understand, you know, the concept of eternity that God is outside of the laws of nature and that He could have existed for an eternity before right. anything mm-hmm. happened. Even like the beginning stages right. of that, like him existing eternally before anything, mm-hmm. is just a concept that human the right. human mind is just right. has a hard time grasping. Yeah. And the same is true about like the end that that we've been talking about here too. And with heaven, 
heaven and hell both being like eternal things. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people just struggle wrapping their minds around around that because we're so conditioned on everything having a start right. and an end. It's going to start at this and it's going to end at this time. So. Yeah. The, the finite cannot comprehend the infinite. It, ex- mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think that's another example of, you know, we talked about Revelation 21 where he describes it to the right. best of our human mind can right. understand. Again, right. it's just, um, you know, I, I was talking to you guys before we started here that um, it's it's beyond our comparison. And I think Paul kind of says that in Second Corinthians chapter Four verses 17 and 18, and he says, For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. Mm-hmm. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. So he says you're focusing on that finish line, you know, and it's like he said it is beyond all comparison. There's nothing that we've seen mm-hmm. or or experienced I mean, we you can go out to the out west and look at the Grand Canyon, the Rocky Mountain, yeah. just like be in utter amazement right. of God's creation. Yeah, and you can see some beautiful artwork. You can see beautiful cars. You can see beautiful mm-hmm. houses. Guess what? None of yeah. them compare. Right. That's 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 another thing that's really hard to comprehend because you saying that reminded me. That sometimes there are. Scenes. I've never been to the Grand Canyon, but I would imagine it's this way. Even sometimes looking at mountains, where it's just, it's so beautiful, it almost doesn't look real. Yeah. If that makes any sense, like it looks like a mm-hmm. painting that mm-hmm. someone had done. And like you're saying, if you go through and you read Revelation 21 and 22, which I jokingly said was all that we were going to do <laughs> on this lesson, uh, uh, if you read that, the description that he gives, even the description that he gives, honestly that's hard for me mm-hmm. to comprehend and to really picture. Yep. But that's just, that's literally the best that human language could possibly do to try to describe. I mean, he talks about the crystal sea. He talks about, of course, the streets the of streets of gold. He talks about the different gates of the different uh, jewels and emeralds and sapphires and all of these kinds of things. And it's like, it's it's just so awesome mm-hmm. it it's just it's incomprehensible yeah. that's i guess that's all i all i have really it's, yeah you can't understand it so continuing on well, what else is it it's a place of reward right um you know first corinthians chapter 3 and verse 14 and in the context here um he's talking about building on the foundation which mm-hmm. we talked about several episodes ago the foundation the household of god right, right. christ is that foundation and he talks about building people's people building works upon that foundation. Um, basically, in verse fourteen, he gets to the point. He said, "If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, talking about being tested throughout throughout life, he said um, he will receive a reward." And he's talking about eternal life. And you know, we've talked about finishing the race, winning a, a crown of life, all that stuff. Where do we get it at? Right, it's in heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, even reminds me of, we brought this up in our last podcast, uh, um, I believe it's in Second Timothy 4, verse 7, talking about yeah, like four. Fought, yeah. he had fought the good fight, he had finished right. the race, now is laid for, for storing him, that crown him, of, that crown of life, that right. reward. Heaven. Yeah, And he which says he not only says, to... Well, he says there also, which he will give to me on that, on that day. day. Yeah. Right. But which it, that also, goes into another question that we have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but he said, it's for, for Paul, but he said also for those who 
all those that love, love the Lord, Lord, right? Yeah. Or yeah, so yeah. those that once again, it's not just for Paul; it's reserved for those that all of those that are faithful, right? right. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be that eternal, like we're talking about, that eternal dwelling place with God, being able to be in His presence for all eternity. That's mm-hmm. again, it's just that should be such a motivation, just that. It's going to be so good that we can't even fathom just right. how right. good it's yeah. going yeah. to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you you look at the parallel in um, the promised land mm-hmm. in the in the Old Testament. When they the spies went out to go look at it, it was what was pro- – I mean, it right. was awesome. A land flowing land with milk flowing. and honey. Yeah. And yeah. they talked about these guys carrying these ginormous grape clusters on these, yeah. you know, and it's like right. everything was there. I mean, yeah. it was – it was, I don't call it perfect, but it was blessed beyond yeah. what they understood. Right. And that is what we have for to look forward to, mm-hmm. you know, in eternity. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. This is this study is always so amazing and encouraging. Like you said, it's always so motivating to me because I I want to see this. I want to experience this. I want to be mm-hmm. with with God. Not I mean, of course, yes, I don't want to go to hell, but it's it's more so. I, I want to be with be him. Reward. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I want to be able to see and experience the glory and the the majesty that heaven will undoubtedly be. Um, you all have anything else on uh, what? Yeah, mm-hmm. even like what what you were just talking about. If you look in John chapter twelve and verse nine, it says the large crowd of the Jews that learned that he was there, and they came not for Jesus's sake only, but that they might also see Lazarus, whom he raised from the dead. Like in, in a similar way, or as a parallel, I almost wonder. You know, I think we have the same mindset that there's so many questions that we have um, that maybe like we we're looking for answer, what it's going to be like that we don't comprehend, and we just want to ask those questions. Right. I think we'll have a similar mindset. Is, is those people at that time, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah agreed. And, Absolutely. And, and, you know, going back to the the what, it, it's a place of reward. It's eternal. It's a place of rest, you know. Right. And going back to the Hebrews chapter 4, um, where the Hebrew writer is comparing going to the promised land was a rest. And he said that they didn't enter his rest mm-hmm. because of why disobedience right they were unfaithful Mm -hmm. and they disobeyed and the warning there is there's still another rest prepared god has said there's another rest prepared and in verse um is it verse 11 yeah is it go ahead and read it let us therefore strive to enter that rest that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience and it's again a warning that you know heaven is prepared for those that are willing to obey and it's it doesn't mean we're going to um take naps all day right. well first of all there's no right. day but that's and the other no concept night. and there's no night and, and there's like, no physical so you're not going to need to sleep yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like and there's plenty of examples where you, there will be work in heaven not like a not like a job mm-hmm. but we'll be doing stuff right. right um so but it's it's you don't have the toil you don't have the right. all the right and i don't know what the word i'm looking for but all the the physical, physical aspects of that it we have today yeah. yeah that and that reminds me of of a passage going along with the what of this, uh, a couple of passages. First of all, 1 Corinthians 15 uh, describes, at least to a degree, it, it describes the what of at least what we are going to be. Mm. Uh, 
beginning in verse 50 of 1 Corinthians 15, I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, the mortal puts on immortality. Then what was then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? Here Paul describes the fact that we're not going to be in physical earthly bodies when we are in heaven. And what he's describing there is the resurrection when Christ returns. And he's saying, yes, our body, our physical body is going to be resurrected. Whether we've been dead a day and a half or we've been dead a thousand years, it's going to be our physical body will be reconstituted, but then we are going to be changed. In 1 John 3 and verse 2, mm-hmm. we don't know exactly what that's going to be like, but we know, as John says there, we will be like Christ because we'll see him as he is. Yeah, isn't, uh, is it in Philippians or Thessal- one of the book letters to Thessalonians where he talked about be transformed into the body in his uh, body like his or glory like his or something like that? Um, Keep going. I'll find yeah, it. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll find it. The only it. one I can think of is that First John 3. Um, I'm sure there's another going. one that I can't yeah. remember. But, uh, yeah, just thinking about the the what there. It's Yeah, it's it's a spiritual realm. It's not a not a physical thing. Of course, it's not an earthly thing. It is that eternal nature and, and us being in heaven. As Paul was describing there, the perishable cannot inherit the imperishable. We He's kind of drawing a logical point. If we're going to be somewhere that is spiritual and eternal, we cannot be in a a physical, physical state. Place. We have to be in a, a spiritual and imperishable state. It's it? Philippians chapter 3, verse 21, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious oh, yeah. body by the yeah. power that enables him even to power enables him even to subject all things to himself. So there is some kind of body, yeah. but it's apparently right. a, a a different body than right. what we see today. Yeah. Right. What was that reference again? Uh Philippians three twenty one. Three twenty one. Okay. I thought you said three one. No, sorry. No, I think I misunderstood you. Um, 321, yeah, that we'll be like him, his body. That's, again, it's one of those things we don't know. We just yeah, don't know. Yeah, you read it and you just say, what does it really mean? Yeah. Wait and see. Right, right. <laughs> right. Y'all have anything else on those two things? All right, well, we've been we've been going for approaching 30 minutes now, and there's still a few more questions that we were asked to address, so... I think we're going to have to turn this one into a, a two-parter. two-parter. Yeah, so sounds good. Uh, we'll we'll stop right there and we'll pick up with the next few questions uh, next week. But I guess at least for the time being, you could say that, that is, is the, the conclusion, conclusion of the matter. matter.